Hey, Raymond here from the Beginner Photography Podcast, and I love eating stale Cheetos. Sometimes I'll just buy a bag to open it up and then just wait a week to eat them. I think they're just delicious. My wife thinks that I'm a a broken human being, so so yeah, there's that. Do you like stale Cheetos? Please let me know that I'm not the only one out here. Okay, let's get into this episode. Welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast with Raymond Hatfield, the podcast dedicated to interviewing world-class photographers to ask them the questions you want answered. Whether you want to be the world's best wedding photographer, family photographer, pet photographer, or you just want to take better photos of your kids growing up, we will get you to start taking better photos today. Here with you as always, husband, father, home brewer, L.A. Dodger fan, and award-winning Indianapolis wedding photographer, Raymond Hatfield. Hey guys, welcome back to this episode of the Beginner Photography Podcast. I am your host, Raymond, as always, and today I want to talk about something that uh, that I wasn't really uh, uh, prepared to talk about, but over the past like week or so, it's really become... Uh, more and more important to me, and that is free shooting. So what is what is free shooting, you may ask yourself. Um, and I kind of want to start it off by, by giving you a little story, but essentially free shooting is just kind of getting out there and shooting without any preconceived uh, ideas as to how a photo should turn out or what it is that you're looking for. And the, there's a lot of benefit behind this. So let's let's go ahead and talk about that. So when I, uh, to those of you who know the story, I apologize. I've told it several times. But to those of you who are new, when I first, uh, I actually went to film school to learn. Uh, originally, I wanted to be a like a Hollywood cinematographer. I wanted to be on film sets and stuff. And uh, once I got into that position, once I went to school, I realized that it wasn't the creative field for me. Um, and it wasn't until uh, I really found photography that I, I truly found something that I, I enjoyed a lot because I was the the creator from beginning to end. It was all up to me. There was nobody who I needed to answer to, um, and it just it just felt much more fulfilling than than cinematography did. Um, but when I when I started thinking when I made that transition of like, well, what 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 is it that I want to shoot? What do I want to do? How am I going to make money? Uh, how am I going to make a living off this? One thing that I knew that I did not want to do, I knew that I didn't want to do it, was shoot weddings. If there's one thing that watching any sort of TV has told me, it's that bridezillas are everywhere and that it it is just a horrible industry to get into. So I really didn't want to shoot weddings. So I was trying to figure out other things to, to get out there and, and shoot and, and to make a living uh, through my photography. And... It wasn't until, uh, you know, I was actually just kind of like shooting everything that I could, almost everything else that I could. Um, I shot like products for toys. I shot uh, like uh, family using like product photography for families, Uh, like all sorts of different things. Um, But it wasn't until a buddy of mine asked me to go with him to a, a wedding. And I said, I like I've never done it before. I think, you know, it sounds rough sounds like something that I really wouldn't be into and he said well look I know everything that I need to get at a wedding so you can just shoot pretty much whatever it is that you want to shoot and I thought well okay with that like I don't have the the I'm not gonna have to answer to anybody um 
you know, in, in, in terms of like the photos that I deliver. Uh, I'm pretty much given free reign here. Uh, why not, right? There's going to be cake at this wedding. I might as well go and, uh, and give it a shot. And when I did, I at first I approached it like, okay, these are the photos that I need to get. I got to get the, the bride and the mom. I, like I, I came up with a shot list. And very quickly, it was very, it just wasn't working. It, it almost turned into exactly what I assumed that it would be. But I think that it turned out that way because I kind of willed it into, um, into, into life, you know. And at, at one point, um, I forgot what it was that I saw. But I remember, I remember taking a photo of something and thinking like, uh, the, like the couple's like, they're not going to want this photo or whatever, but I'm going to go ahead and try it. And I took the shot and I loved it. And then I remembered pretty much that my buddy said that I had free reign and I could do whatever I wanted. So I thought, okay, I'm going to just do whatever I want. I'm going to just freely shoot anything that I see looks interesting or comes my way. Um, And that's what I did. And I had a blast. I had an absolute blast. And I realized that it was simply not the case, you know, that I had that I had thought before with thinking that all brides were bridezillas. It's obviously not true. Um. And just kind of everything that I had thought about the wedding industry was wrong. And I fell in love with shooting weddings that day. And that is something that would not have happened if I didn't try something new. You know, if I didn't just try something for me. If I didn't try something to, to, to just try something. You know, and so one thing that I love, love about interacting with you, uh, you photographers who are early on in your uh, career or path or or in your journey as someone who has a camera is that uh, if you are in the beginner photography podcast Facebook group um, you have been sharing photos and these photos are just things that you know uh, today actually Michael who's in the group posted a photo he's like in the middle of a move right like he's moving houses which is so cool um, no it's not I've just recently went through it moving is not fun but but my point is is that uh, he took some photos of his son I think like sitting on like the new porch swing or whatever and even though there's chaos going around right you're trying to get everything in the house. You don't want to miss everything from the old house. There's a truck to go back and forth. You got to worry about this kid and where he is and that he's not running away in this new neighborhood, you know. He took the time to just, like, take a shot. Like, clearly he was putting away boxes and he thought, you know what? I'm going to have him come over here, sit right here. I'm going to take this photo. And uh, and, and then that's going to be it. There was no preconceived, like, ah, this is going to be the photo that I deliver to, you know, my parents. I'm going to print up this photo and I'm going to post it online. Like, there was none of that. It was just this, he wanted to take that photo in that moment, right? And that is something that, as much as I try, like, I really don't get to do it as often as as I should. And that's 100% my fault, to be honest with you. Uh, but it, it brought me back to the idea of free shooting, like shooting for yourself and just creating something for yourself for for nobody else. And that is one thing that that I love seeing from you, the the listeners, as being a part of the beginner f- photography podcast Facebook group. And if you're not part of it already, go ahead and and join on Facebook. Search for the beginner photography podcast Facebook group and join. So let's talk a little bit more about free shooting. What is it? What should you be doing? What should you not be doing? And free shooting is, I mean, in, in my definition, 
I don't even think that's a term. I think I just came up with it. But it is just getting out there and just shooting with no preconceived ideas of how any photos are going to turn out or what it is that you're going to do with those photos. It's just shooting for yourself. And I think that this is so important because if you get out there and you go out and you shoot, you know, and, and you don't have to share these photos on Facebook, you know, they don't have to be technically perfect. And I urge you to try something new and do something different, something that you haven't done before to push yourself even further. Because it's not until you try, like nobody aces anything the first try, right? Nobody does that. Um, so you really have to keep practicing at something. So if you're going to go out and shoot for yourself with, with no intention of doing anything with the photos, you might as well be trying something new. Because if you're going to tell yourself that it's okay to fail, and it is okay to fail because you don't have, I don't know, a family member or a client or something like dying for these photos that, that you're shooting, once you tell yourself that it's okay to fail, your photos can only get better from there. Suddenly there's no stress put upon you or anything. Um, I recently uh, heard this statistic that, not, it's not a statistic, this little, it's a fact, I guess, that Google gives its employees 20% of unscheduled work time to work on projects of their own, right? Sounds kind of cool, but it's like, what is that, what is that going to do for Google? What's the point of that? Well... Gmail was actually created by a Google employee who kind of created it in his own or their own uh, free time. It was just like a little project using Google's infrastructure, and suddenly he was using it, other people started using it, and then it became big enough to turn into what it is today, you know? It, it, it turned into the this this very large and very profitable part of Google's um um, ecosystem, and that never would have happened if he wasn't given the the opportunity to try something and fail. And I think that that is so cool, right? Um, so you are probably in like this really early learning phase, and you need to give yourself some slack because you're going to see photos online of beautiful, beautiful photos of, uh, you know, whatever it is. If you're a wedding photographer, you're going to see beautiful wedding photos. If you're a family photographer, beautiful family photos. If you love shooting food, you're going to see photos all the time in magazines and print that you just, you're dying to take. You wish that you could take those photos, right? And then uh, you go out there and you try once and it's terrible. You know, maybe you'll go out there and you'll try to pose a couple once and like they're not feeling it and you don't know what to tell them to do with their hands and therefore you just think, ah, I suck. Or you go out and you try to photograph a burger at a restaurant and the lighting is terrible and you can't see the cheese on the cheeseburger and you think, what am I even doing? Like this sucks. But the thing is, is that like, that's okay. That's okay that you feel that way because you should be taking this time to learn and grow. Like I said earlier, nobody aces anything the first try. So trying something once and failing at it is perfectly fine. Instead of just saying, oh, man, I suck at this. Look at the photo and ask yourself, like, well, what does suck? Well, I can't even see the cheese on this cheeseburger. All right, well, next time I know just to maybe move back the bun a little bit. You know, oh, the lighting sucks. Oh, well, maybe I know next time to, you know, turn on the flashlight. You know, whatever it is, whatever it is. You got to figure out what it is that you suck at because if you're just going to go out there and like 
mindlessly shoot things, I mean, that's okay if that's, if that's what it is that you want to go out there and do. If you just want to spend time in nature or do whatever, that's totally fine. But if you want if you want to use this time productively and to grow, you have to ask yourself that question afterwards is, how could this have been better? How, how could I have made this photo more impactful or, or something more enjoyable to look at, right? And then you got to try it again. You got to do it again. So give yourself that slack. Tell yourself that, you know, you can make mistakes. You're not a professional. You're not uh, perfect at everything that you try and you're not perfect at this the first time that you try right that's why we go to you know something as simple as like driving lessons because nobody's going to be perfect the first time they drive a car and you have to be taught how to drive a car and now that you've been doing it for you know x amount of years you rock well i don't know maybe you rock i rock but uh you know point is is that that practice is going to make you uh better at whatever it is that you're doing and I think that kind of that, that, that feeling of pressure comes in from either, you know, I don't know, friends or family say that you're like really good at taking photos. So you go out and try to take a, a new type of photo and you're not good at it. So you think, oh, well, if I'm not good at this, then, you know, then it's just not for me because I'm told that I'm a good photographer, you know, something like that. Or, or, or maybe you are excited to take your photography full time. I don't know. Whatever it is. But I'll tell you what. I can tell you personally that sometimes as a full-time photographer, me specifically a wedding photographer, sometimes it can be a drag. You're not shooting nearly as much as you wish that you were. And you're doing a lot of like administrative stuff just to make sure that the business still runs. Like today I got a letter from the state of Indiana. I have to pay them $107 just to tell them, that I don't have any more employees in my business than I did two years ago. Like, that's it. I have to pay them 100 and, Like, that stuff sucks, you know? And there's, like, this long-ass form that I have to fill out. And that's not why I got into photography. I don't want to do this. But it's something that I got to do. It's, it's a drag. Hey, Raymond here. If you're sometimes baffled by which camera settings to use, then I've got just the thing for you. My free guide, Picture Perfect Camera Settings. It's a fantastic starting point for anybody eager to understand the basics of camera settings in various shooting scenarios. And it's tailored to beginners who want to get out of auto mode, providing clear, easy to follow suggestions on where to start with your settings. So whether you're capturing a stunning landscape or a family portrait, Picture Perfect Camera Settings will help you to get off of automatic mode and explore the possibilities your camera offers. Remember, mastering photography settings is a journey, and this guide is your first step. And the perfect resource to guide you towards finding the right settings for your style. So grab your copy today at perfectcamerasettings.com and start your journey to better photos. So to counteract that, going out and just kind of like practicing, shooting something new, as many different types of, of, of new photography or, or just new techniques, you know, that is what gets me back to, to having fun with photography, which is going to make me a better photographer, uh, in my, in, in, in my weddings, essentially. So go out, I mean, go to, go to a museum or go to a park, you know, try things that maybe don't even require shooting. Just like sit there and stare and look around and wait until something is interesting enough to shoot. Don't go to the park and say, oh, I'm going to go photograph the park. 
go to the park and then find something to photograph. Let that something tell you that it needs photographed, if that makes sense. Don't pull out your camera like, okay, I gotta get a photo, I gotta get a shot, I'm gonna look everywhere, I'm gonna find it, and then you manufacture something that maybe isn't even your best work. You know, while you're out over there shooting a, a lily at the park, you know, behind you in the little, in the little, you know, area in front of the water, maybe a squirrel is pulling a fish up out of the water, I don't know, you know, like, if, if you, if you, if you're more aware of your surroundings and what is going on around you, then it's going to be easier to, to capture that. Whereas if you're trying to manufacture a moment or a photo, you could miss a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, the bigger picture. So I got another story for you here. When I, um, again, first started out, um, I, I, I've never been interested in like food photography professionally. There's just something about it that is just like, I think I like food too much to, to see like the fake side of it just wouldn't like interest me. Like it just wouldn't do anything for me. So it just never, I don't know, got me excited. But uh, after I had graduated uh, film school, I was working on this TV show called Food Crafters, which was on um, Food Network? Yeah, Food Network. No, Cooking Channel? Food Network. No, Food Network. And uh, the DP of the show, the director of photography, the, the cinematographer, uh, his name was Joe. He taught me, while I was working on the show, he taught me a few things about shooting food. And these weren't things that, like, you know, these weren't, like, hard and fast rules. These weren't. You know, if you're shooting a, a teal cake, you need to be doing this and that. It was just like simple, like, mm, this is just kind of what's going through my head right now. Like, this is what I'm learning. Like, oh, actually, I kind of just want to turn it this way so that I get a better uh, angle of light on onto this, uh, this this bag of beans, this artisan beans right here. Oh, okay, that, that's cool, you know. And later on, um, you know, I asked why he was bringing the camera so low like against a table he had the like lens right up to the edge of the table oh just you know looking up at this uh this jar of of of, of preserves preserves jam i think it was preserves like if you if you get as close as you can and you look up at this jar of preserves first of all it's going to make it look larger because you're nice and close and second of all it's going to make it look powerful because you're looking up at it and I thought, wow, that's cool. Like, this was just like a jar of fruit. You know what I mean? Like, a jar of preserves. And suddenly, just these little small things turned up the, the quality of the photo. And at the time, I just thought, that's cool. Awesome. And I never thought that I would ever use anything like that in my, in my professional photography, whatever area uh, I wanted to concentrate in. So later, when I started concentrating in weddings, what were two of the most important things to me? The direction of lighting and the camera angles. And where did I learn that from? I learned that from Joe, the DP of Food Crafters. And that's something that, again, I, like, that was, it was just pure curiosity. Well, why are you doing that? Oh, why, like, why, why are you turning, turning the, the food that way? Why are you turning that bag of beans, like, over that way? Oh, okay, light. Okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. So now when I go to weddings, I will look for the best light, you know, for, for a cake. And if somebody can move it, that's great. And if they can't, well, guess what? Now I know how to use flash. And I can angle the, the light in the way that I want it to. Instead of just like, oh, yeah, here it is up against this kind of boring wall. I'm going to create the light to create something more dynamic that, that I like. And again, that is something that 
I wasn't taught in film school. You know, maybe these are like normal things, but I wouldn't have learned them if, if I didn't just have curiosity and just ask the questions that, even though it didn't pertain to my life at the time, were, were just still questions that I had, you know? So try to, try to get out there and just photograph a new subject, you know, photograph, you know, if you have kids and mainly you just, you just shoot kids, go out to a park and just shoot nature, you know, photograph animals, do something entirely different and see how you can switch up your photography and how, how you can apply your style to it and see what happens, you know? Maybe you don't even want to do that. You know, maybe you don't want to apply your style of photography to it. Maybe you just want to go out and bring your camera really low. Every photo that you take, it's going to be like really low to the ground. Uh, And you're just going to see what happens. I don't know. But there's only way to learn something that you love, and that's to either intentionally have an idea to do it or accidentally discover it. And you're not going to accidentally discover it by doing the exact same thing that you're doing right now and not trying something new. So one thing that I like to do, actually, is I like to just take a GoPro with me places, right? I mean, it's pretty small. It can fit in my pocket. Um, very small footprint. And yet the image quality is, I think it's wonderful. And uh, I have a, a GoPro Hero 5. And I think that the image quality is fantastic. And one thing that I love to do is I will just shoot from the hip. I won't even be looking at the little LCD screen. I will just hold it down like by my hip and point it at whatever I think looks interesting and then I'll take a photo of it. And the reason why I think it's so great and it has actually helped me in uh, in my wedding work is that suddenly I'm not focused on the technicals, I'm not focused on the composition, I'm not focused on anything camera related, I'm focused on the interaction that is happening in front of my camera because ultimately that is equally as important as, as composition and technicals. So... I know composition and technicals, right? I've been doing it for long enough to where I know, you know, that I uh, things that I like when it comes to composition and how I like to expose my images. One thing that we do a lot as photographers is we will just like rapid fire 100 shots at a time without even, you know, batting an eye and we'll hope that when we get home, we'll look through those 100 photos and think, oh, okay, cool, I got, I got a good one. But what is a good one? A good one just has good interaction right that that's that's what it is so if you can take the camera out of the equation and train your brain your mind to see interactions between people better then when you go to take photos especially at weddings you're going to be able to take a higher quality um, or higher caliber of a photo and that is i think that's important you know that's really important to me but here is the thing about going out and doing any sort of free shooting and it's to the most important part is obviously you know you got to learn I talked about going out shooting and then like critiquing yourself afterwards but the the, but what am I trying to say here what you need to do is not stress out about it you need to go out and truly enjoy it for what it is and that's the time that you spend photographing you're not going into it trying to get one good photo. You're not going into it thinking, I got one shot to get this. You know, It's literally just going out there and just using your camera and trying to find something interesting. No other preconceived ideas. Because if you get back and you 
see that you know you didn't capture the light the way that you wanted it to, uh, that you saw it there in person, you're going to be discouraged, and therefore, you know, you won't analyze the photo correctly. You won't uh, take what you've learned to to grow as a photographer because you felt that pressure to perform. So do your best to remove that pressure to perform. Just go out. You know what? Here's what I suggest. Here's what I suggest. I want you sometime this week to go out just for a half hour. You know, not not even a ton of time. Not even a ton of time. Go to work a half hour early and 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 photograph something outside of your work for a half hour. Okay. And then here's what you're gonna do. Afterwards, after you're done with that half hour, you're gonna format the memory card. And I know that that seems like it's going against everything that I just taught you, that you need to look at your photos and like pay attention to, or, or critique them rather and see how you can get better next time. But the first time you go out and do this, I want you to just like have zero, zero pressure to deliver. And the best way that you can do that is if you know that by the time that you're done with that half hour, you are not going to have any photos left over. And that's going to force you to enjoy what it is that you're doing more. Maybe next time you won't delete the memory card, you won't format it, but this time you're going to. And that's how it's going to work. Removing that pressure to perform is going to take your photos to that next level. It's going to make you more aware. And it's going to introduce something into your traditional work, whether it's you know being paid or if it's just just your norm of, I don't know, shooting kids. It's going to, it's, it's really just going to bring up the quality of, of your work and, and introduce something new. And that's what it's all about when it comes to photography. That's, that is what it's all about. So I understand that maybe this is your first episode of the Beginner Photography Podcast and you're hoping for a little more to learn more about photography. And uh, I encourage you to just sign up for our free 14-day video course. It's called... Uh, Photography Basics for Beginners, 14 Days to Better Photos. Like I said, it's a free video course that you can sign up for at beginnerphotographypodcast.com and just click the link at the top of the page. I cover like a ton of stuff and there have been almost a thousand people who have gone through the course, which is so exciting for me. And I've heard some wonderful feedback, but one of my favorite things about the course is talking about things like how you can tell a better story without changing any of your camera settings. As in, like, you can just use an iPhone, and you can tell a better story through your photos. So if you're at this point to where you are looking for just, like, the absolute basics of getting started with photography, that's how you can do it. And again, sign up at beginnerphotographypodcast.com for Photography Basics for Beginners 14 Days to Better Photos. That is it. You have made it with me to the end of this episode of the Beginner Photography Podcast. I really appreciate you being here, listening to me. Sometimes I get sick of hearing my own voice, uh, so I truly appreciate you being here and uh, and listening to me and hanging out with me today. I really do want you to get out there and, and try something new because it's really it really is the best way that you can learn and grow as a photographer. So, Get out there and shoot. Shoot as much as you can, you know, but don't don't feel that pressure to to perform. Just get out there and practice shooting. I want you all to be safe because that's important. And that's it. Okay? I will see you all next week. I love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Beginner Photography Podcast. Be sure to join the conversations on Facebook and Instagram. 
And if you want any links or resources we talked about in today's episode, check out the show notes at beginnerphotographypodcast.com. See you again next week.